Thank you for tuning in to Trevor Talks Podcast, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. Today's guest is a force to be reckoned with. Halvey is a 22-year-old from Brunswick, Georgia, and is a rising star in the hip-hop world. He released his debut project, Broken Heart, in 2020 and was listed as Pandora's Christian Artist to Watch, as well as having his work featured in ABC's The Rookie and on VH1's Love and Hip Hop. His debut album, Christopher, will be available worldwide on April 9th, and we're excited to have him here first. Here is my interview with Holvey. Man, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super pumped to really just get to dissect your story and talk about this new album. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm excited to share. Yeah, so I actually just listened to the album. I listened to it about three times, and man, you put your heart into this. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And you're from Brunswick, Georgia. I'm from a tiny town called Social Circle, Georgia. Like, I totally get the whole small town vibe. And, you know, you have those kids in your school and they're like, man, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to do that. And everybody just kind of shuts them down. Did you experience any of that? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. I think it wasn't fully received. I think, like, people were like, yeah, Chris is the rapper. But, like, deep down, I don't think they was really fooling with it. So, yeah, a little bit, man. A little bit. Now, I, I will say people definitely did champion me and encourage me. So I wasn't like getting left hanging, but it was just like it was a hard little fight. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was a hard fight. Yeah, I totally get that. And how does it feel to even be doing a press tour at 22 it's, years old? It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's fire, though. Like, I think it's just another opportunity, man, to get to share my heart and share what God's put on my heart. But uh, it's it's uh, it's crazy, bro. Especially just being like like you're saying, being from a small town, bro. You you learn to appreciate these things. You know what yeah. I mean. And one of the things I experienced personally was just like, it's not that people don't think you can do what you aspire to do. It's that you're from a small town. Like it just doesn't happen. Like oh, nobody's gonna be it able doesn't. to do this. But you're obviously making an impact and doing what God's called you to do. So it's phenomenal. And you're 22 years old, you're pursuing your passions, and you're engaged. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm engaged, man. Busy man. Busy man. Juggling Busy. everything. Probably got a wedding being planned right now. Got an yes. album coming out. Bro, press bro. for. This is why Christina has been having such a fun time putting your schedule together. Because you're like, I got wedding planning to do. I got some interviews to do. We're launching an album. Got to do this, that. You're probably already recording for your next project. Like, sheesh. Crazy. Yeah, I uh with the recording, bro, low key though, I'm taking a break because like I, I I love doing music, but bro, I got I gotta take some time. So I'm just I just wanna enjoy once marriage starts, enjoy marriage, enjoy like I'm still gonna be doing shows, so kinda just tapping in on that stuff. Um but it's crazy though, bro. Even just today, like me and uh, my fiance were working on our little surprise dance at the you know, at the wedding. Yeah, you know, yeah. Getting the choreography, so it's like man, trying to you know what I mean? Yeah, just getting excited for that, but also having to be responsible with the album and the music as well. So, yeah, bro, it's a lot, but God didn't give me nothing that he ain't going to handle with me. So, uh, man, he's got it. it. He's got it. It's so good that you're busy doing what you love. Oh, I assume you would rather be doing this than scrubbing toilets. So it's a good kind of busy. Yes. 
Yeah, sorry, Trevor, I lost you for a minute. But uh yeah, man, it is it is definitely a good type of busy and it's I think for me, man, it's building the kingdom. Uh getting chances to share my testimony over and over again is a blessing. Um but you know, I will say Scrabble Tool has taught me a lot though. I got a lot of character building from that. Like, bro, it taught me it taught me how to like worship God. Like how to actually worship God. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the really cool thing about your album is you have, if I'm not mistaken, two or three songs that are just straight worship. Like you're yeah. pouring your heart out. And one of the songs I really wanted to dissect was Reasons because the main chorus on it is you can't keep going at a rate like this. And I, I could totally see myself in that same position. Like, okay, I've been doing this for quite a while. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I don't want to keep going. Why not just go get a nine to five job? Why not just live the quote unquote American dream instead of pursuing this, it would be so much easier to just go clock in and clock out, go home. People don't understand that when you're in an industry that you're trying to get people in venues, you're on buses all the time, you're on planes, you're doing all of these things. And they're like, Oh, they have it easy. They're just uh, going and jumping around a stage at night. No, like you're actually putting in work. You're away from your family. You're away from your friends. And that's why you see so many artists in the entertainment industry struggling with mental health. Um, And I know that you were probably planning on touring a lot before the pandemic happened. Have you seen, like with you being a musician that pours your heart and soul and emotion into your music, have you found yourself in those low positions where you're like, my mental health needs to be on check. I need to address this anxiety, address this depression, um, and even finding music therapy. Um, I know that's a lot to put on you, but what, what with mental health have you found with pursuing music? Uh, yeah. Uh, in the music space, I think there's this hard balance of like, you want to make stuff that people listen to and find like God in and feel healed and get healed in when you're going through it, when you're going through something hard, it's like, dang. I can't really bring that. And so like you're finding yourself making these records where it's like this weird loop where you make stuff the way you feel. And it's like, you feel like you're only feeding into what you feel and it's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, there's that, that weird balance and tension of like, man, I feel anxious right now and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get free, but I just can't. And, and, and the reality, which I'll touch on this, I'm sure later, but yeah, man, you're like, dang, I feel like I can't get free. And so now you're stuck in this place where you know you need to make a song, but it's kind of hard to make it the way that you wish you could. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot to it. And I think the biggest thing for me that really started to mess with me was feeling like everybody needs something from me. And, like, it's hard because I know I have to be responsible, but, like, when everybody like need something on different levels, like business level, relationship levels. It's like all these things and you're trying to, you're trying to be there, but you just can't like, you're not Superman. And so it's hard because I find myself trying to balance that. And I think that's the, one of the hardest parts about doing this um, that people don't see. They think it's just this cakewalk of a life. And it's like, bro, like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's beautiful, but it's not a cakewalk. And the music is only one thirty fourth of the whole other part of life that I live. So it, it all it does is create more opportunities, but at the same time with that is more responsibilities. 
And so, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's phenomenal. So you um, said that music's only one thirty fourth of your life. So I want to hear about your upbringing, like your family mm-hmm. life. Um, how did you get to be where you are today? Like, yeah, dude. So old did you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in Brunswick, Georgia. My family, which man, my family's awesome, bro. My mom and dad and my brothers are uh, amazing. I, I grew up in a home where my parents really, uh, really did follow God and they trusted Him. Uh, we went through hard stuff, like didn't make much money growing up. So a lot of my life, it was a lot of faith, like having to just trust that God was going to uh, come through. And he did every time. But through that, man, I just, you know, started to get that kind of grow the same faith in God that my parents had. But at the same time, there became this battle of having to realize that from for me, like I had to find them on my own and and don't get me wrong. I did definitely have like my own perspectives with him. And I, like, it was mine, like my faith was mine, but uh, I eventually came to the place where man, God really started to show me a whole new walk and not nothing, not nothing, nothing against my parents wall, but for me, how he made me to be, I had to discover like, man, what I'm called to do and how I'm called to be with him. So, you know, you just go through that journey of just figuring it all out. Um, yeah man but it was really beautiful though like i'm gonna touch on it again watching my parents trust him like that played a big role in me learning how to trust him like when i moved to atlanta like i believe that's like a product of like watching my parents watching my my mom bro didn't have any one time she didn't have any soap and she literally prayed for soap and it showed up in the mailbox bro like sorry Sorry, uh, she paid for soap and it showed up in the mailbox. I mean, it's wild, bro. And so just to think, like, man, like, that same faith like God's been able to instill in me for myself and my walk, moving to Atlanta, getting engaged, um, trusting him with, with this music and just all that, bro. Like, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. So you had that spiritual maturity walk, like, where you had to realize, okay, like I have faith, I grew up around faith, but now it's time for me to fully embrace that faith, which is super encouraging to hear because so many people that are even listening to this, we we can all relate with that, you know, like we've had those seasons where we're like, gum, like, where is God in this? Why yeah. am I experiencing this? And it's like, okay, I'm reading my Bible, but I'm not actually putting in a perspective, like how this applies in my life or pursuing Jesus and everything. So uh, you're not alone in that. And obviously, you know that. And that's why you're doing what you're doing. But yeah, so you move from Brunswick to Atlanta. What's next? Um, yeah, I moved from Brunswick to Atlanta. I get the job at Publix. I'm living, I'm living with my cousin. Uh, and it was after, after a couple, I think it was like a month and a half or two months after I moved. I want to say it was like a month or two after I moved to Atlanta. I get a job at Publix. Then uh, I'm sending music to the A&R at Reach. No, sorry, sorry. I want to get this timeline right. I'm building. So I, I had already been sending music to the A&R at Reach, but we started building seriously while I moved. Um, and just kind of, I think he was kind of watching me from like afar, like kind of seeing what I was going to do next. And so I'm working on a project while I'm working at Publix. So I was working on a Broken Heart, the EP that came out with Zach Paradise. And bro, at this time, I'm just, 
chugging away at it like every week. I'm serving at uh, with City Takers in Atlanta, like just trying to serve God, bro, at church and with people. And then, uh, yeah, man, I just stayed really consistent. And over time, bro, like Reach ended up signing me. And so, yeah, bro, it was like a big like season of persistence just every week, just knowing that I needed to, if I was going to be in Atlanta, I needed to go hard for what God had called me in. So, yeah. And I think it's super encouraging that you got signed with Reach because historically when someone signs with Reach, you don't see them going off the deep end. Like I I haven't seen anybody uh, leave the faith or leave on bad terms with that label. It's it's uh, It seems to be a very healthy place for uh, Christian creatives to go in and really find themselves. So they had the yeah. resources for you. Yeah, it's well, it's been... Uh super cool because I haven't felt pressure to be anything but me. And that takes one less weight off of me. Like with all the other stuff happening, like it's cool knowing that I can go in there and be Chris. I can be myself and I can make what God's put on my heart and be who I'm made to be. So shout out to reach for that, bro. I get a lot of creative freedom. That's awesome. Did you grow up listening to reach? Yeah, man. I listened to Lecrae, Andy, Tripp. T-Dot, all in middle school, bro. So, yeah, I was a big Reach fan. Those are my favorite artists. How was it to be working with them and having them on your projects now? It's, it's crazy, crazy. Right? It's crazy, bro. It was, it's surreal. It's starting to settle in now because I'm, like, just getting used to it. But it is really crazy. And to think back as a kid, like, my mom foresaw this, bro. Like, we were, uh, we were going to Winter Jam one time. I remember my mom, like, Basically, there was Andy's buses. They were, like, behind the venue. You know, you're in the long lines. You can kind of see through the fence. Georgia Dome? Huh? Georgia Dome? Uh, In Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Florida. Because Brunswick's really close to Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, And so, my mom was literally like, you're going to be on stage with them one day. And I was like, whatever. She was like, no, I'm being serious. And and I thought it was just because I was her son. But, man, like, she ended up prophesying that joint. Because now, like, yeah, here we are doing this stuff. So Come crazy. On. So this project, Christopher, that you have coming out, like I know as we're recording this, not a lot of people have heard it yet. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like we were listening to it on the car uh on the way to the studio here, and I was just like, dang, I'm ready to promote this. Like I Come need to go on. get a billboard for something. Uh, this thing is gonna top some charts. I can't wait for press to get a hold of it. Like if Billboard doesn't do something with it. Um, I'm just blown away. Like, and I haven't had a hip hop album in a while that has put me like, just put me on my butt like that. You know, like it is so good. The emotions there, your storytelling's on point. And I'm not just saying that you can go back historically and listen to interviews that I've done with even like peers of yours. Like this, this is special. Like you, I'm making that statement here, like this is a special record and you created this whole thing in your bedroom during quarantine. Yeah. A lot of it, it was, it was, it was pretty spread out, but there was that, that core time of like some of these core records were in, in a room, like nothing without Jesus. I remember being in a room, bro, all my knees just sitting there, just praising them. And the mic was, it. you know, like all of the, everything, like, yeah, real, real moments. Um, Washing the Blood. I made that in the studio. Uh, and, like, bro, that song came right after communion. Like, we were taking communion. Like, 
so God really like uh God really helped us make this joint intentionally, man. Like it was a uh, had to be. It had to be. And um I I I'm glad that I got to be myself cuz I think I made there was I made a lot of genre bending songs and it's like man, typically, you know, I think people think about album they they think of a consistent sound, but I tried to make it to where my heart was a consistent factor, like my message, but the music was all over the place. So, yeah, yeah. Even like leading up to this interview, I kept seeing like um, my friend Trent has a clothing brand you were modeling for, Jesus Loves You. They did the all-star thing. Um, And then like I just kept seeing you in my newsfeed, and I was like, this is weird. Like, Because I remember seeing where you got signed with Reach and – I was like, this kid's got something. Then I heard um, Nick Hall put you on his stories uh, playing Ready or Not. And I was like, oh, that's a banger, boy. Like, I'm going to go download that real quick. So I got it. And then I was just listening to it on repeat. And it's like, how does one go from scrubbing toilets at Publix to creating this world-class music? And the answer is you didn't go from scrubbing to doing music. You're doing it the whole way. And what I got from that and your story in general is that people need to learn that like your dreams aren't going to happen just like that. You have to like put the time and the energy and the effort, work the nine to five to even fund these projects, find people that are going to believe in you, find a mentor. And that sounds like a lot. But for me personally, like on a personal level, with the, my um, media company, like doing digital marketing and podcasts, all this stuff, I have to have mentors in these spaces or nothing I do is going to be correct. Like mm-hmm. I, God's put people in our life for a reason that have been there and done that. And I don't claim to be an expert in none of this. I'm still learning as I go. But yeah. for some reason, when you find that person that really clicks with you, you're just like, it's not that you didn't feel invincible with God, but now you just feel like you have that extra shield of like somebody has been there. They've done that and they can help you along. Yes. We were made for that, bro. Like we we were made to know him and to love him and love people. And bro, like it sounds simple and it is simple and it's supposed to be simple. And like, bro, like broken heart, like that project and a lot of my stuff doesn't happen without Zach paradise believing in me to the point where bro wasn't really charging me that much for time. He was like just investing every week with me. Ace Harris at Reach taking a kid that nobody knew out of Brunswick and signing him. Like, man, it does take finding people that believe in you. And that only I being like, I'll say this to anybody. Walking with God when nobody sees it is gonna be the real kicker. Cause like, bro, you anybody can can get in front of somebody and start capping. But like, bro, if you know him behind the scenes, like bro, your life will translate differently to people. And like, it's not, I don't even care about opportunities. Just want to know him, but he'll open up opportunities because it's like, he honors that obedience behind closed doors, man. And he, he, he wants us to thrive in a way where we get so many opportunities to express him. We get so many opportunities to just be light to people. And so I really believe that happened for me just behind closed doors. Yeah. Just wrestling with God, knowing God, wanting to follow him, like being obedient to him, all that. Yeah. Like in 2016 was the last time I had stepped on a stage before I had a mental breakdown, like anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, all this stuff. 
when you're a speaker and you're not putting out music that people can go back and listen to and MC and shows like you get off stage for a year, you're done. Like nobody remembers who you are. So like I went through therapy and everything. It took three years for me to get comfortable and get back on the wow. platform and even do this. And when I left off, like I was finally getting events, doing some really cool shows and stuff like that. I was excited, but I got a little too self-centered into it. And the Lord was like, nah, like, um, I'm not saying he gave me depression to like bring me back down to reality and anxiety, but who I am today is a really good result of like the pain and suffering that I've went through and had to work through with therapy and Jesus medication, all these things. And I was like, man, I'm never going to be able to be back on stage with Cray or any of these people that I looked up to and worked so hard to get to this position. And then after I went through therapy and just refound myself, it was like learning to walk again. Like I didn't want to leave my house. I had agoraphobia. Like I didn't, I deleted all my social media. I was done. Um, 2018, after I got done with therapy, I was like, okay, maybe I can like slowly start doing videos and stuff, started making some mental health videos and they did well. I get a call from this uh, festival in California. They're like, hey, we saw some of your videos. We want you to come do a show. I'm like, oh, okay, probably a small thing. And then I look at the lineup and it's like Crowder and Lecrae and like for King and Country. And I'm like, I told myself I was never doing that again. Only reason I bring it up, not name dropping. This is just reality. I was never going to do that again because anxiety owned me at that point. So I thought. Yeah. I was like, never going to be able to do it. Never going to be able to do any of this stuff. And all this crap that was in my head of myself believing the lies in my head that the enemy placed in there. Right. So they had to call me three times, kept saying no, because anxiety, like, you know, I didn't really learn that it's not a roommate and it's something that you could squash down and really. Ooh, I speak on, on right? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. they kept calling and then, I mean, on the way up and even with, the night, the first night was Crowder did fine that night, but I'd always looked up to Lecrae. I did a few tours with um, DJ Promote. Like that was yeah. a familiar factor. But at the same time, I was super, super anxious. I was throwing up behind the stage before I had to go up. I was throwing up because I, I was like imposter syndrome, scared, whole nine yards. But when they handed me the microphone, like, it was all God. It was all gone. Like the, what I'm feeling right now, I still get a little anxious before interviews and stuff just because like I struggle with imposter syndrome and being like, I shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. Like this isn't for me. Um, but God helped me through that and he helped me go through that. And, um, that's the only reason I'm here today. Like I had a mentor two years ago, a mental health advocate, pastor took his own life, had a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, uh, I'd finally found that mentor that I was like, we dress a lot. We listen to some heavy music, like tattoos, whole nine yards, took his life. And I, it, it, it killed me, man. And being able to bounce back from that is just a whole testament of itself. But you wanted to touch on the anxiety thing. I want to hear it. Well, real quick, man. Thank you for sharing that. Cause, uh, man, we need more vulnerability and just, but that's beautiful hearing how God's healed you through that. And I resonate with you because I went through tons of like, I'm not going to get too specific, but a lot of invasive thoughts, especially like, for, and it, it happened, it was going on for a couple of years. And I just, I felt so condemned and felt like, why, why, why these things come in my mind when I know that I never do them? Why, mm-hmm. why is my mind so dark? And, um, dude, like when I started to, 
go to mentors, but also like go to face to face with God and get in his word. Bro, I feel his presence right now because man, he started to show me that I can govern my mind with my spirit. Like they don't, people don't teach this. Jesus says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And if you put it on a level like this, if you don't have these top two, you're not gonna be able to govern these bottom two. Mm. If you don't love him with your spirit, your heart, like the true you, your spirit and your soul, how in the world are you going to love him with your mind and your flesh? So like, dude, I was wondering, man, why do I have these thoughts? And it's like, bro, because my own heart, which is one with the Holy Spirit, is not a lot, is not governing it. And like, bro, I started realizing that, like you're saying, it's something you can squash. It's not, uh, we don't teach self-control no more. We don't teach like, get a grip of yourself anymore. Like we teach like, oh, this stuff happens to me. I'm done. And it's like, bro, I know that feeling because I felt like crap. What if Reach finds out about the thoughts I have? Like, you know how dumb of a thought that is? Like, to think, like, man, what if Reach finds out what comes in my mind? It's like, oh, dude. Like, I'm his son. And because of his only son, I get to, like, have a clear mind because my spirit is clear and the Holy Spirit lives in me. And I'm a new creation. And my mind is a tool. Like, a chicken doesn't put itself on the board slice itself up and toss itself in the frying pan. Somebody prepares it. And so when it says prepare your mind for action, it's because your mind's a tool. You know what I mean? You don't prepare. If your mind was you, you couldn't like prepare. Like, you know what I mean? Like you prepare your mind because you own your mind. Yeah. Like, like my mind is like a baseball bat for me. It's not, it shouldn't be like, like my mind should be used for productivity with him and like how to think through ways to love him better like i feel like there's like a there's a different way to use this thing when we're taught and i'm still learning bro it can be hard sometimes because my natural tendency is to feel anxious defeated you know what i mean to feel like ah so condemned and and when you have childhood stuff you carry guilt and shame that's that was the root for me was i had a lot of guilt from things from when i was a kid I had to realize, like, dude, his blood covers all. And so, yeah, yeah bro, that's the whole spill. But I have to say that because I, I was resonating with you because I've been through it and I've been healed and I'm still growing and being healed. So, yeah. Man. And you map all that and more on this record. Like, you have so many messages you're sharing, but there's one overall message of this album, this beautiful collection of music. Christopher, what is the whole vision behind this album what's the mission what's the message with christopher yeah i think above all dude (laughs) it's so simple but the message is him it's freedom in him and i think if you really digest it from the top to bottom you realize oh like in all things his blood covers everything and like like i think records like ninth grade and cold nights and where the love go like give you perspective of like oh and nothing without Jesus, like, oh, I see the dirt. You know what I mean? I can see the dirt, but also, like, his, man, his blood covers all of it. So I think it's a big, the big takeaway is identity because of his blood. Like, I'm free because of what he's done for me, which is cool because it's the day after Easter right now that we're recording this. And it's like, man, just think about, like, man, because he died and rose again, like, we're free. And that's really the album, bro. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, my name, Christopher, means Christ bearer. And I feel like that's what this is, is a Christ bearer on display. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Dude, 
that is phenomenal. And you have such an art for storytelling and just driving thought and emotion into your music. And you obviously have a God-given purpose, man. I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us and really share about this record. And if you're listening to this, you can go pre-save the album and listen to the EP while you're waiting on the new album. And where can people find you on socials? Uh, yeah, they can find me uh, under Hovey Official. Uh, so H-U-L-V-E-Y official. Um, that's where you can typically find me on all platforms. On YouTube, it's just Hovey. Um, if you just type in Hovey on anything, it'll pull up. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Man, we're going to put the links for everything down there. I'm sure you got some merch and stuff coming with the record. So we're oh, going to yeah. put that in there. But guys, April 9th, go download Christopher. Go post about it on social media. Go tell all your friends about it because if you don't, just know I've got a little radar over here that'll tell me. I'm just kidding. I ain't coming after you. But, (laughs) you know, just go look for the album. Like, do yourself a favor. You're going to hear the singles coming out. You're going to hear them on radio. You're going to hear them on your Spotify playlist, Apple Music, whatever you do. But the real, 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 real stories might just be in the songs that don't make those playlists. So go listen to the whole thing front to back. This man worked hard on this record. Y'all stop playing. Go pre-save it. There's some singles out already. And Hovey, man, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure. And you guys have been listening to Trevor Talks Podcast exclusively on the Edify Podcast Network. And do yourself a favor. Go ahead and leave a review and subscribe. Because if you don't, again, I've got that radar. I'm just kidding. Y'all go do that to help me out, man, for real. But I love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.